Hello, welcome to COVID Roulette, stories from the pandemic. And today I'm walking to the house of a woman named Elise Coglin, and she's going to tell me a story about school camps. COVID Roulette. Stories from the pandemic. Big hello to a young guest. He's a grade sixer. And tell me what happened, Hamish. Where have you just been? Uh, so I just went to Canberra, yeah. which was a very fun experience. But um, a lot of people ended up getting COVID from it. Well, tell us, tell us about the camp. What were the activities you got up to? A lot of the fun came from the hanging out in the cabins with all my friends. A lot of the activities were very fun. Uh, we went to the National Capital Exhibition and Questacon and the Governor's House and Parliament House. When did you first hear of a COVID case? Uh, first case was on Wednesday. We were at orienteering. Someone had just tested for COVID and the test had come back positive. And so a bunch of people had to leave the bus and isolate. We missed out on a couple activities like geoscience, then luckily they tested negative again, so it was false positive. So you thought, phew, it's going to be okay? Yeah, but it wasn't really. What happened the next day? My friend got COVID and he was feeling very sick that day and he was just dragging himself around, pale as it could be, and then the next day on Friday... I had a terrible sore throat and was feeling a bit woozy um, and a bit worn out. We went on the bus on Friday. I just felt sick a lot on the bus. At the start, I thought it was just motion sickness. And, but then when I moved up to the front, it definitely wasn't motion sickness. I was just coughing a lot and I was feeling extremely tired. Once we got back, I tested straight away and it was positive. And luckily my mum thinking that it might test positive. So she sent my sisters both to my nana's. We wore masks completely so my dad didn't get it. And then after I tested positive, we went straight down to our beach house. But that was it. And then on Friday, got out and been fine since, except I have had a cough since COVID, which has been very annoying. And uh, hard to get rid of. I've heard you do it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it comes and goes. Did you have any nausea or any vomiting? Or uh, No, but like the f- first day at the beach house, I felt very sick. My temperature was extremely high, sore throat, and my eyes were hurting a bit. And then from then on, I was just sore throat and cough and nothing else. So how would you rate Camp COVID? Was it a good experience? I definitely think it's worth it. It was worth going there. And it was very fun. But COVID was also not so fun. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Hamish, for coming on the podcast. And uh, and yeah, we're hoping you feel better and your cough's better soon. Thank you for having me. Hi, I'm Elise Coughlin. I'm Hamish's mother. 
And, and have you had COVID yet, Elise? No, I haven't had COVID yet, Tony. But you've had a COVID experience, I, I'm guessing, over the last couple of weeks from what Hamish just told us. We have had a COVID experience. So take us back to the outset. Take us back to when you set off. Yeah, so we went on a school camp, a grade six school camp to Canberra. We had about, I think, about 60 kids on the camp altogether. And it was with the primary school. So flew up to Canberra on the first day and then we uh, stayed up there for five days. And then we caught the bus back to Melbourne. And for the first four days of the camp, it was all really good. There was no, no illnesses. And then on day four of the camp... All of a sudden, children started dropping like flies <laughs> and uh, we had case after case of COVID. So you would have been beside the teachers because you were a helper, is that right? A parent helper? I was a parent helper on the camp, yeah. And so can you tell us when it first chink of trouble happened? Could you see? Yeah, so the very first chink of trouble was uh, actually the teacher that I was the assistant to and she started to feel a bit unwell on the Thursday of the camp and we were basically buddies the whole way through so I was side by side with her and all of a sudden she was going off sitting by herself lying down on the grass while the kids were playing in the parklands and I was thinking oh there's something not right with her and at the same time there was another little boy who is a really good friend of my son's and he was sitting next to me on the bus saying he didn't feel that well just, uh, you know, looking a bit off colour, moping around, really not that happy. And uh, he, did a, he did a COVID test, she did a COVID test, nothing came up. And so we thought, well, we'll just keep going. And how long did you have to last at this point? Another two days or something, was it? That was on the, I think that was the Thursday. And then by Thursday night at dinner time, all of a sudden, both of them tested positive. So, of course, the teacher's sharing a room with another teacher so the next teacher goes into isolation and then the little boy is sharing a room with five other kids and then those five kids go into isolation and then suddenly, uh, you know, there's kids with stomach aches, there's kids with temperatures, there's kids, you know, there's teachers who aren't feeling well and you wake up the next morning, all of a sudden there's, uh, I think, about 10 kids who have got it. And every child who tests positive, school has to call their parents and they are not allowed to get on the bus after that. So once you've tested positive, you can't come home on the bus. They have to call your parents. Your parents have to come up to Canberra, pick you up and bring you home. And so we had one teacher and I think about 10 kids who had to be brought home from Canberra separately outside the bus. And of course, we're trying to work out how to get them home because the bus is due to leave at 7.30 in the morning and we've got these 10 kids who can't get on the bus and so then the bus is delayed. And this doesn't count the people who are meant to be isolating. So what was the rule for them? What did the school decide for kids who hadn't tested positive but needed to get on the bus but were meant to be isolating? Oh, yeah. So we had two buses, luckily, and one bus became the isolation bus <laughs> and one bus became the, the non-isolation bus. And so I ended up on the non-isolation bus. There was about 20 kids, I think, on the isolation bus. But in fact, by the time we got back to Melbourne... <laughs> didn't matter which <laughs> didn't bus. Matter, didn't matter which bus you're on. <laughs> and in fact, all the kids sitting around me in a radius around me were all tested positive on the, on the Friday night by the time we got home. So uh, there were kids vomiting on the bus. 
who obviously tested, oh, having those tummy upsets associated with COVID, who then tested positive when they got home. So, what a, and you haven't tested positive. So, what are you made of? Is this? That's I right. <laughs> I was so exposed; it's unbelievable. So maybe the triple vaccination actually worked. And it's funny we laugh, but there was, there'd be nothing funny about this if there wasn't vaccination. I mean, there'd be one of these kids might have ended up in hospital, right? Yeah, that's right. So it's amazing how. Uh, and most of the kids are grade sixes, so most of them have had their first vaccination. But like Hamish, my son, he had not had his second vaccination. He was due to get his second vaccination the week before we went to Canberra camp. And I just ran out of time to get it for him. So when it's <laughs> Camp COVID and this thing is like, it's wildfire, I mean, there's not a huge incentive for the school to go on a testing regime in those last hours, right? What's your... Oh. Yeah, but the school was very good, so they took it very seriously. So the way it worked is that I think the school had to get permission from the parents because it was a medical procedure to test the children, but all the, all the parents gave permission for the testing to happen. And it was it was very inconvenient for the teachers and for the school, but they followed all of the protocols that they'd put in place. And, yeah, but, yeah, it was... Um, it was extremely inconvenient for the school and the teachers. And, and there's one teacher who had to stay behind in Canberra, right? So everybody got on the bus and there's one room with five people left in it who didn't get on the bus and had to stay there and a parent had to come and pick them up and the teacher had to stay with them until they got picked up and then the teacher flew home. Wow, that is a, a logistical nightmare. And and it does make you realise, I mean, so much has been cancelled. I mean, I think all of us are hearing this story and going, well, you know... This must be what the schools are fearing, right? Yeah, I think that's right. So, And I think it's hats off to the school really that they had a handful of teachers who were prepared to, despite the risk to themselves of being exposed to COVID in this way, in this sort of mass COVID event, um, were prepared to take a trip up to Canberra and give the kids that experience. When we were up there, the teacher was commenting he'd been three years in a row and he was saying that, Normally, there'd be kids and school groups everywhere, all over Canberra. And in fact, we only saw one other school group that was there at the same time as us who was doing all the same activities that we were doing. So did it feel like you were having the trip of a lifetime sort of thing, <laughs> like with no crowds? It was almost like going to Europe off-season or something, but, but then it kind of crashed on the last day. Yeah, it crashed on the last day. So I think we we're pretty lucky that it was only the last day. And, and I read a newspaper article, which was quite interesting. One of the parents sent it around who was on the camp with me, and it said that Questacon, which is the science museum, had recorded 52 cases of COVID from Questacon that week. <laughs> and you went, that'll yeah. be my school. So I, I'm pretty sure we went to Questacon <laughs> on the Wednesday <laughs> and it was Thursday night that we started to come down with uh, with COVID. And what about being the mum of uh, of a grade six boy with COVID? How did that go? Did it, was he okay? Um, he was sicker than I expected he would be. So on the first day on when he was on the bus coming home about uh, lunchtime, he started to feel unwell and I gave him some some Panadol and he just had a little snooze but he basically had a headache and a fever and the fever was you know above 39 degrees for maybe 36 hours over the Saturday and the Sunday and then then it left and he just had a cough after that so oh, well thanks so much Elise for coming on I think that's such a visceral story and such a well it's a wild story and very COVID and of this era and I haven't heard many like it so thank you thank you Tony
Thanks for joining us again. COVID Roulette is an Alphington Community Centre project. It has been funded through the Victorian Government's Local Community Access Grants Program. My name's Tony Wilson and the series was conceived and produced by me alongside Leanne Coglin. Original music by David Bridey and artwork from Lee Arkapor. A big thank you to Elise Coglin and to you Hamish as well. Hope that cough goes away soon. We want to hear your stories. Share them with us. If you've got a good one for the podcast, make contact with the email address in the show notes. Stay well, everyone. And remember, when the ball's dancing on the roulette wheel of COVID, you don't want to be on red or black. You want to be on the square marked vaccinated.